Good day and welcome from the big boy flapjack squad. Me, Simon Cardi, Joe Scrabbles, Daddy Oats, and Matt <laughs> Perslow. Have you got the oats to join the big boy flapjack squad for a Friday podcast? I think there should be. You'll find out. <laughs> I think there should be Daddy Oats, Mummy Oats, and Awful Cousin Oats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Cardi's awful cousin Oates, yep. then, isn't he? Yep. Why? <laughs> Look at you. I'm, I'm the leader of Big Boy Flapjack Squad. And no, I'm you're not. Sweet. You just <laughs> you just came up with the title. That doesn't mean you're the leader. <laughs> well, I'd like to see what your input is to this thing we literally made up two minutes ago and has no meaning whatsoever. I just came up with all the names. That's what I've that's, contributed that's to okay. it. Matt, why are you here? Why am I here? Because he's Mummy Oats. <laughs> <laughs> Bring, bring all of that. I'm like the chocolate-dipped flapjack. I'm a little bit oh, sweet on the side. I love those ones. <laughs> I quite um, like the ones with little dried cherries in them as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. I just like a standard flapjack, but... No. Uh, there we go. No. That's why you're, that's why you're awful <laughs> nah. cousin flapjack, because you're the one no fucker wants. <laughs> no, the little... You know, you can uh, get, like, the little... You can get them in Marks and Spencers, like the tubs of like flapjack bites. Oh, They're just good. Yeah, they are good. Or, the Sainsbury's ones are really good as well, actually. Those tubs um, in general. I miss those tubs. Because yeah, you can't get one like, of those what? tubs for your house. Not unless you've got like a proper no. family. Like, it's a good excuse. Like, yeah, what? They're like £1.52 quid. Bring them into the office. You can say you're sharing them, but really, you're having half the box yourself. That's like when I, yeah, I used <laughs> to occasionally bring in boxes of Krispy Kremes and it was ne- it was always as like hey guys it's a real team building exercise when really it's just because I fucking fancied a Krispy Kreme that day and you can't walk exactly. in with just one exactly well it's like two quid for one Krispy Kreme isn't it and what like ten quid for twelve well it's probably more than that but you know Come I saw on. um have you ever seen that that Twitter account Fesshole yeah yeah, um, yeah good. I saw one of the Fessholes the other day that was a guy saying Whenever I go to Tesco, I put loads of Krispy Kremes into the normal donut boxes and ring them up as Tesco Tesco owned brand donuts. And I was like, "You can do that, damn! That's, that's rebellious. That's peaked Daddy Oates's regard. <laughs> I think that's also probably considered some sort of form of shoplifting. Absolutely but, is. You know, yeah, probably. But it's illegal. only like. It's only like half shoplifting. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely did that like yeah. when I was like a kid. I distinctly remember. <laughs> this is a sad memory. Um, I distinctly remember having like one pound for like something to spend after school to get like chocolate and after school one day. I was probably like eleven or twelve, so I was like starting secondary school and I went into like my local news agents and I swapped the stickers around and somehow managed to make the uh like news agent the the what do you call the sale the sales guy the till man I, I got him to believe that a whole christmas selection box was a pound <laughs> <laughs> that had like a crunchy a curly whirly a caramel I don't know what it had in it had like four bars in it for a pound and then I got into school ate two of those bars on the way to school and two of them before school sitting in the playground. Good lord. That is... Little Cardi rebelling against Big Corpo. I know. That's what you get when you unleash a child who loves chocolate at the age of 11 and gets to go to school by himself with a pound in his pocket. He steals and eats a kilogram of chocolate. I got a pound in my pocket. That's you singing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... 
<laughs> I don't know. This got off the rails quickly. Uh, we were never really on it, were we? Um, do you know who very much likes going on rails, though? That ratchet when he's sliding along with one of those big old guns in his hand. Um, last night we saw 15 minutes of ratchet and clack. Clack? Ratchet and clack. Um, ratchet and clank and rivet. Their new friend, mm. a female lombax from presumably another dimension. I don't um, think I knew the term lombax before I read the words female <laughs> lombax 3,000 times in the last few months. <laughs> you need to get knowing your animals, mate. They're, they're running low in the world these days. Apparently. Uh, yeah, isn't isn't Ratchet supposed to be the last lombax? He's the last lombax, but he's well, in his universe or dimension, he obviously is. But uh, So I sad. Maybe I'm pre- presuming what the story of this game will be, but you know it's not going to be overly com- complicated, is it? Um, but it does look very nice, doesn't mm. it? We saw 15 minutes of it running in smooth 4K. Well, if you watched it afterwards, not on the yeah. 1080p stream, that didn't do it justice at all. But um, I have to say, God, I w- that game looks good. I was watching it for a while, and I was fully prepared to be that guy because I was like, "Is it just? Is it just?" Busy as opposed to good looking. Like, is that what we're talking about? And then it got to the bit where they were on the like forest planet, and I was like, oh, actually, this looks fucking incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. Like, the PS4 Ratchet and Clank is one of the best looking games I've ever played, and this just looks like a step up from that. I, I can't wait to play this game. It's I, like I a Pixar movie. <laughs> oh, it really isn't it fun what they can do with games these days? Uh, <laughs> There's, there's stories and everything. If you um, showed this to Buzz Lightyear, his tits would fly off. <laughs> <laughs> Woody, it have a right old Woody. Oh, um, no. Anyway. Please, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ratchet and Clank, it's... And it's similar if we've been talking about Returnal, which I think we'll talk about Returnal more next week because I still haven't really played much more and no one else has really played Returnal yet. So uh, next week we'll have a good old Returnal chat, I'm sure. But um, it's another new game built purely for the PS5, ground up. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in everything they're talking about. Like At this point, even I'm a bit tired of them talking about haptic feedback and triggers. Like, you know, we get it. It's very cool. Uh, it's, and I think it is hard to explain the same for Eternal. It sounds a bit cheesy until you have it in your hands. And you're like, oh, this feels amazing. Um, but yeah, I am i don't need them explaining to me what a dash does in a game. I don't need that for 30 seconds. I, I, know, I know what a dash is. <laughs> Again, don't want to be that guy. But do you think the dash looks a bit shit compared to everything else? I i wasn't what. So yeah, like they've also got they've got them like the shadowy effect coming behind so, him but, when yeah, he dashes. Yeah, yeah. It, I, yeah, I'm Looks not a bit like bad camera. motion blur, doesn't it? Unfortunately, <laughs> but now I I'll do be like... now I'll be a nice guy and say that that fucking topiary sprinkler thing is amazing. Yes. I love that. <laughs> That's part of the joy, isn't it? Of Ratchet and Clank is just all the insane weapons, and they look like some good ones on show. And I like that they didn't really show many of them. There's going to be so mm. many you just they, find. They just kind of promise that it won't be. There'll be some familiar guns, but it won't be the same arsenal that's been in the previous games, which is just, you know, those guys have sat like in the arsenal division for years, just trying to figure <laughs> out what shit that nobody has ever seen that completely defies science that makes no sense at all. Mm. And that's going in the game. I do like it when yeah. they do that stuff. It's very, it's very satisfying. And the, well, I mean, the levels in the last Ratchet and Clank were there were big levels and they weren't necessarily just linear going through there was a bit of openness to them some of these levels look huge and I don't know how much of these levels are actually explorable and how much is just the insane amount of detail they can pack into the backgrounds now Mm -hmm. but especially that 
like what we're saying the uh river level in the like the jungle that looked kind of that looked quite big and i know they were following a linear path on it but it looked like you at any point you could have gone left or right there and explored and mm-hmm. The other other thing you have to think about that as well is obviously a huge part of this game is the the rift, right, which is the part Mm -hmm. that certainly interests me. But the idea is, is like, how many times can you shift through a level? And are those rifts built in through scripting or can those rifts appear and you decide whether or not you're going to take advantage of it? Because then that suddenly means that what happens if there are like four levels built on top of each other and you're constantly able to... At mm. certain points, shift between them, and therefore they have to have like logical like wormhole points that work through those levels to okay. join them together. Like if you think about it, this could be a lot bigger than a standard platformer is in the way that that is constructed. Mm-hmm. That's the bit that made me actually go like, "Wow!" Like the the stuff like within the level where you're just like using a rift to travel twenty meters across the other side. I was like, "Okay, that is really smooth how that works and impressive." But that bit where they're showing that boss fight and it just takes you to a completely new planet and universe mm-hmm. and brings the boss in with you as well just seamlessly. I was like, yeah, like you said, it's like I wanted to know how scripted that is and how, like, could you have ended up anywhere there? Or could... so they said it's not just bringing in, like, a potted little arena area that's scripted. It's bringing in that whole level mm-hmm. in that rift, which sounds incredible and just... I'm not sure how they do it, to be honest. And it, what they can do in games these days. <laughs> <laughs> if you showed this to <laughs> Tailless, no, Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon, <laughs> he'd be tailless afterwards. <laughs> exactly. God. Um, uh, some of yeah. that, though, reminded me of. Can you remember the original. Um, gameplay demo they did for Bioshock Infinite where uh, Elizabeth was going to mm. have a much more impressive array of rift abilities. She was able to like create tears and you'd be able to you know go into them or she'd pull trains out of them and stuff like that. It makes me wonder, like, are we at the point where that can just be a gameplay mechanic that a developer can do without the need to be... Not that that isn't hugely ambitious, but the fact that the tech is there and that works, mm. can that stuff just happen now? Yeah, I can't... I can't... It, it opens up so many possibilities, Ooh. doesn't it? I mean, this game's only what five weeks away now, mm. which is it? Is Jesus eleventh yeah, of June? I I can't wait for this game. That's like, I'm nev- this is the game I I want to play this game today because don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying Returnal, but it's I'm just not in the right zone for it. And there's I have now had some niggles with it that are annoying me a little bit, and it's just it's you can't relax to that game. Whereas Ratchet and Clank, I could just happily sit there and play all day and yeah. just have a lovely time. I'm I like I am not a ratchet and clank guy it's never been my thing since the first one um mm. and like the the reboot was the was the moment where i was kind of like yeah it looks incredible but i just know that this isn't necessarily my thing but something mm. about this one and just it's the placing of it in the generation if this came out two years down the line i'd probably feel exactly the same but this being like a showcase as much as anything else yeah. is exactly why i'm interested in it like i want to see how much wild bullshit they can get away with in this game um and like how and what it presages because it is going to be one of those things where you know when you look back at like Killzone Shadowfall and you're like wow mm. I remember being impressed by that <laughs> is that going to happen here like I know we say this every generation but I'm genuinely excited mm-hmm. if this is like yeah. if this is the early experiments with what we can do with these machines if we get eight years down the line because PS4 or PS5 is already outselling PS4, so they're not going to get rid of it anytime soon. Um, like, yeah, I can't. I absolutely cannot wait to see what people do with this stuff. It's very cool. 
Yeah, it's just that thing. I also like the idea of it setting a pretense of it's not like where Shadowfall was a good looking game, but it's quite a dull shooter. Yeah. Whereas this is, look, you can do absolutely wild sci-fi bullshit with this. You know, it's not just about load times. It's about what science mm-hmm. fiction stuff you can do. Yeah. Yeah. If, ga- if this could be a generation where games are just wild. I would love that because, yeah. like, yeah, I love a tactical shooter and I like a bit of grit here and there, but I'd love this to be the generation where things are mental. Yeah, yeah. To, it um, makes you think, doesn't it? Like to, a Spider-Man game where you could just use that sort of rift technology to go between Spider Verses and yeah. stuff like that would be unbelievable. <laughs> to um, like to kind of go back to Returnal a little bit, like. I think there is something very heartening. And I know we've heard reports recently about Sony like putting the kibosh on more experimental projects and stuff. And I know Returnal, what, that started like four years ago or something. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, that could be well before the current philosophy happened. But I do love that like one of the first big PS5 exclusives is essentially an experimental roguelike. Like, and there's And there's something very exciting about the fact that they're throwing big resources and that people are able to throw big resources at quite strange stuff mm-hmm. that also looks good does crazy things we couldn't do before like i'm i'm excited for that that pattern to emerge if indeed it does um mm-hmm. yeah it should be cool because what i'm guessing is basically everything's working up to pragmata which is going to be the weirdest game of <laughs> you're, all you're, time you're probably the only person in the world who thinks about pragmata every day i love capcom doing Even weird bullshit <laughs> like there's a there's apparently a dragon's dogma 2 in the world and if pragmata is as mental as that which it does look like it is i'm excited for it what if pragmata what if it is what if it's dragon's pragmata i, ab- I honestly i could absolutely see see pragmata being dragon's dogma 2 in disguise and it's just some stupid space game <laughs> i would love it oh there so good go. Anyway, I got Pragmata in, so we can move on. <laughs> we got Pragmata. One day we'll know what the hell that is. Um, well, I've just got the image of fighting a chimera on the moon now, which is absolutely my kind of shit. Well, as we covered last week or the week before, Dragon's Dogma originally had a section in which you went to the moon and fought God, <laughs> and they got rid of it. So if that's what's happening, we are absolutely rolling. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And the most key point from that Ratchet & Clamp presentation fully customizable photo mode which will serve me well can't wait to get in on that um some lovely stuff will be made i haven't used a photo mode in a few months now so excited you were that. literally uh, scratching your neck like that dave Chappelle yeah. addiction Ooh. sketch <laughs> while you did that <laughs> oh god oh, gotta get me some it. fucking depth of field <laughs> baby <laughs> that's that's um, dirty cousin oats for you <laughs> loves his photo mode uh, auto mode is what I call it oh fuck <laughs> off Jesus um, well when that Ratchet and Clank game came out a few years ago it actually came alongside a film of well it wasn't really a film of the game but it was the same plot it was never really was the game a game of the film was the film a film of the game who knows because like, the game did actually use cutscenes from yeah. the film, mm-hmm. didn't it? It was a weird mishmash, that. Anyway, the film was boring. Do you know what film isn't boring, though? A video game film. I'm, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to say this that's actually good, because there have been some good video game film now. Let's let's stop Let's stop with this agenda that video game films are just bad. I don't know if it's an agenda. It's an agenda. <laughs> it's a trend. I've heard the people. I've so, seen people protesting. I've seen Someone's graffiti. been on the internet for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, That's an agenda. I, I, 
I walked outside the other day and I just saw a big old graffiti on a wall that said video games and films and a big thumbs down and someone throwing up. <laughs> give us a like, fun war going again. Give us Cuba yeah. or give us death. <laughs> exactly. That was the, Banks' new project is bringing down the video game film industry. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's doing it from the inside, if rumours are <laughs> to be believed. Um Anyway, Mortal Kombat, the film. I've watched it. Have you watched it? Yes. No, no one of you has and one of you hasn't. Um, it's out in the UK, actually, next week. Finally, they actually told people in this country how they can watch it. Uh, we were lucky to have already seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in America, you may well have already seen it. Sorry, I don't know the rest of the world. I don't know the release schedule for this film globally. Um, you don't know if you have the seen rest it, of good the luck world. to you. <laughs> I just don't know. I couldn't name you another. You're company. probably from uh, Sokovia or some shit. Yeah, or, or the moon. What are the screenings <laughs> on the moon like? Um, anyway, Mortal Kombat is a very fun, stupid film that I had a great time with. I don't know about you, Joe. I totally agree. It's it's one of the single stupidest films I've ever watched, <laughs> and it is, and it feels so intentional. Like it's a <laughs> film that. There are maybe two scenes of exposition, and then every piece of dialogue in the rest of that film is about a fight that's about to happen, a fight that is in progress, or a fight that just happened. And that's it. Like, there is no reason for anyone to be there other than just to do stupid kicks. It's great. I had a lovely time. I like how, yeah, they instantly just go, here's what it is, we're doing it. Let's kill each other. That is that is the plot of the film, essentially. The opening scene, though, does actually have a little nice bit of lore and story going on. And it's actually, at times, a beautiful-looking film. That opening scene, I was like, I'd watch a 10-minute samurai, like, yeah. old, like, like yeah, 17th century uh, Japanese film with Mortal Kombat guys fighting in it. Yeah, um, I like, without going into spoiler territory... Mm-hmm. And I don't... Honestly, I wouldn't care if this is spoiled, but I'm not going to do it, just in case. Um, but... <laughs> Mortal Kombat fans, like proper actual fans of Mortal Kombat, which I didn't know yeah. really existed um, before this. Uh, <laughs> are, um, I think there's quite a few. <laughs> no, but like people who love the lore, I just don't care. Well, I don't care about them. Like they've got good stories, but they're stories mm-hmm. about punching people until their eyes fall out. It's not like an actual story. <laughs> um, like the, I've seen people complaining that this doesn't, this doesn't, fulfill on the title like it doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. a mortal combat story as in what the games would present yeah uh and i get that but also i think that is to ignore that this is a film in which you know a man has a laser for an eye and is really excited about it and stuff like Uh, kano kano is absolutely the star he steals it i love kano so much what's that guy been in josh lawson what's he done i think he's a stand-up comedian i think he's an australian comedian that makes Uh, sense because he is he properly yeah he he properly has fun with the role like he knows how silly it is Mm -hmm. yeah it's just and i kind of like that there's no there's like a couple of half recognized actors but it's kind of you know there's no real stars in it which don't distract you you can just go these are these characters and yeah they just go straight in with it the action is great like they still not steal but you know they uh use some of the fatalities from the games and you can recognize a few of those and they do them in great ways it kind of does what kind of my uh like what my problems with godzilla versus Kong was it kind of does the opposite it goes right everyone is everyone in this 
cast is just in on this like you, the protagonist of the film is kind of someone you're supposed to like see it through their eyes a bit they're kind of like a normal person that gets dragged into this and they're kind of just instantly they're told what this is and they they don't go just a minute what's this what's going on like and asking details they're just like all right okay go on then let's go <laughs> like yeah. they're just, like they just get on with it everyone's having fun with it you can tell I don't know, sometimes you can tell when you watch a film that everyone making it kind of had a good time. It looked like that was a fun film to make. I and... kind of like that there's almost no one in it I've seen before as well. Like, mm-hmm. it gives it a real... I know that's often the sign of a film that's, you know, not not attracted the right talent. <laughs> um, but there's something really nice because you kind of... You allow yourself to just sort of sink into the fact that these are the characters and you haven't got anyone. The only person who distracted me was the guy playing Shang Tsung. And the only thing I know him from is he's the uh, he's one of the bad guys in The Dark Knight. He's the guy they go and extract yeah. from Hong Kong. Oh. To me, I, was, I was looking at him for ages like, what have you been in, Shang Tsung? <laughs> it was really weird. Um, but I think, yeah, yeah. the actor who played Sub-Zero said he signed on for, like, four more films Yeah, but that's wild. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they do loads of these. Like, they, I mean, like, it's no surprise. This very clearly sets up what's going to happen next. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it leaves it open for more. Four more seems a bit excessive for me. Maybe, like, another two would <laughs> would suffice. Into I it. Don't know. Take the Avatar There's route. lots of characters to use, though, isn't there? So. Yeah. Because like, in regards to the fate... Do they actually kill each other? Because, like, I don't know what the deal is with fatalities in there's, the game. Do you actually die when you have a fatality? Yeah. In this so, Yeah, and there's different realms, so you can kind of come back as I mean, well. Like, like, the entire story of Scorpion, in all versions, is he goes to hell and comes back after being killed. And yeah. there is a there's a very... There's a very clear sense that, like, while fatalities are fatal in this, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't come back from mm-hmm, that. Yeah. Um, which you're dead, but you're not you're not permanently dead. You can, you can yeah, you're not perma dead. <laughs> you may you may have half of your body missing, but you know you're you're there in spirit. Yeah, uh, and they don't they don't skimp on the fatalities either. They do some good ones. Do they do the yeah. X-ray cameras and stuff like that? They don't actually do the X-ray ah. cameras. That's a yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, they don't have those, but they do have like they have some classic, some classic moves in there. Like even I recognise some of those, and I'm mm-hmm. not like an aficionado yeah. of this stuff. The uh, um, yeah. like yeah, the classic like Kung Lao one is 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 fun. Oh, it's very good. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, look forward to that next Friday uh, on. I believe it's rentable. I don't know. I've lost track of how you watch films these days with cinemas going. Like, yeah, it's rent to watch it. I don't know. Um, By the way, I, lo- I looked up uh, Josh Lawson to see if he's been in anything else. The only thing I recognise is Anchorman 2, where he plays a character called Kench Allenby, <laughs> which I really <laughs> like. Oh, that's a good name. I don't know what Kench Allenby was about. Uh, should we go from a stupid film to a stupid game? Uh, <laughs> yes. Us three, yesterday, lunchtime, played an hour or so of Second Extinction. Yeah. Uh, the game where you run around and just absolutely obliterate dinosaurs <laughs> that, that is this game there's not much else to it we had a fun time <laughs> yeah it's it, it's exact like you say it's a very similar vibe to mortal Kombat. nothing about it matters you won't remember anything that's happened but while you're in it there are dinosaurs exploding and that's fun <laughs> 
we uh, had a we had what uh, do you know what there's a little bit of tactics to it to get one of the big anglosaurs you have to you know get them on their back and then mm-hmm. shoot the belly I did feel a little bit bad because I quite like dinosaurs you know velociraptors if they're coming at me I'll have a pop back mm-hmm. I've had to, like this has come it, this has, this has happened to me in real life mm-hmm. just walking down the park <laughs> if a velociraptor comes at me I'm having a pop back that's what's happening that's what the Oso I can't remember it's going to call it the Oso Simple Squad. <laughs> Different guys. Those are different guys. Rivals. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, I will say it's very clunky and it's in the game preview program, isn't it, on mm-hmm. Game Pass at the moment. And I had a hard crash most of the way through the mission, which means it didn't. I couldn't rejoin our game and I lost all my progress. But do you know what? Before that, I was having a good time. <laughs> I think the other thing is because, it, because it's not quite finished, it almost adds to the stupidity of it because... You can very easily just like hit one of these raptors in the face, which does feel quite good. But like the resulting <laughs> animation is clearly not finished, so they sort of just like collapse over as if you've hit a shop dummy. Yeah, like yeah. you'll you'll launch grenades into like like heap because they come in heaps. Like yeah. there's loads of yeah. them. And when the grenades go off, they don't properly ragdoll, so they sort of pinwheel into the sky. Yeah, they kind like, of stiffen spin up and fly yeah. off. Like, it's really <laughs> you had good. A, you had a great time. You were playing as Jürgen. You had your satchel charges, mm-hmm. which you just you used liberally, is, is, to why say not? the least. Mm. They're great, and exactly they stick why. to them as well, so if they get stuck on the back of a raptor who pisses off, it's like, get to chase them through trying to get the shot off. <laughs> I, uh, I played it's... as Amir, who has an orbital strike as a... Uh... <laughs> That can go through anywhere. Um, that is uh, yeah, very, very entertaining. It just makes it makes dinosaurs explode on impact, which is great. It's just I saw I, I I don't know how much I'll actually end up playing this game, but it's just stupid. And it's on Game Pass. It Everything's good on Game exactly. Pass. Um, the uh, yeah, my fa- my favorite uh, effect that happened yesterday was I hit someone with a grenade for a killing shot because grenades make them fly away no matter what happens, which I love. Um, and it landed under him. He'd clearly been hit already. So he exploded. But as you say, the ragdoll didn't really kick in. So he sort of... um, You know that bit in Endgame where they've got a nebula like pulled apart and hanging in the air? Mm. Like he just <laughs> yeah. sort of... All his body parts just sort of separated in perfect unison as he flew up into the air at a 45-degree angle. It looked, like, it looked like I was sort of simulating an autopsy of a dinosaur. It was fucking great. It's made me want the next Mortal Kombat film to be Mortal Kombat versus Dinosaurs. Oh, that would be just good. Just get him for... That would be a good film. It has, it has got a tiny bit of Friday the 13th vibe where it's like jank but mm-hmm. fun jank. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed our time with it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we should should get back on it and see if it wants to work because it was temperamental. I said it's in the pre. It's very much in early access. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Maybe check out if you've got Game Pass. I believe it's on PC and Xbox, isn't it? So you have fun with that. Um, something I'm looking forward to. Completely different vibe. The first trailer for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story dropped last <laughs> weekend. I can't tell you how much I love the original West Side Story. It's I don't know. There's something about it that just makes me. It's one of those like comfort films. Like it makes me think of like, you know, a Sunday around Christmas, just putting on a big old three-hour Technicolor film with loads of great songs in it. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that story or if you can I upset you and tell you that I don't think I know literally a single thing about West Side Story. Oh, what is it? I'll I'll give the. I'll give you the. the, It's. uh, Setting. Oh God! Now I'm going embarrassed. Is it fifth? Is 
I think it's 50s. the 50s, yeah. Yes, yeah, 50s uh, New York. And it is essentially, it is Romeo and Juliet set in 50s New York. But oh, is this the Jets and Sharks one? Yes, yeah, the Jets and Sharks. Yeah. And they, they do, they click. Yeah, they click at the start. Incredible 15-minute yeah. opening scene where they fight each other with clicks and like flips and catch each other. And uh, it's, if you buy, like, it, it's very easy to laugh at. Mm-hmm. But if you buy in, it's just a lovely time. You've got incredible songs. You've obviously got America, I Feel Pretty. You've got numerous bangers. Mambo, a personal favourite of mine in the dance hall. Uh, some incredibly ridiculous dancing in that scene, which involves... Actually, do you know what? The men do a bit of really long strides that looks a bit like dinosaurs walking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a treat. Look up Mambo from the original West Side Story if you can't get hold of the three-hour full film anytime soon. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just can't wait. Like I, I was wary because I don't know if this film needs a, re- a remake. Like I know it's technically a retelling of a story like the Romeo and Juliet story has been done to death, but it's the songs that are incredible and the charm of the original is still there. All the actors in it are great. The songs are great. The performances are great. Did we need an update? But then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks beautiful and I want it because <laughs> oh, Steven Spielberg is quite good. Is Ansel Elgort in it? Ansel- so that is, that is the, that, there's numerous problems with that, isn't there? Um, <laughs> However, but- Ansel Elgort is a three-time Golden Demon winner at Games Workshop, so <laughs> 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 loves to paint that dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the only interesting thing about him is his name, but that's actually more interesting. <laughs> so good on him. Yeah, I, I think he's quite a boring screen presence, but we'll see what he is in this. Like, if there's one thing he showed us in Baby Driver is that he can kind of, he can move a bit and he'll need that for this. I, I want this film now just because from the trailer I watched some of the shots look beautiful. Some of them look instantly recognisable as well from the original. I thought, like, some people saying, oh, why didn't he do something different with it, modernise it, do it like present day New York? I'm like, I don't know if I need that. Like, I I just love the te- technical, like, 50s feel of the original. And if I'm getting more of that this December, then I'm happy. Uh, and if you want a more modern version, then you've got this summer, I think, soon In the Heights is coming out, isn't it? Mm, yeah, From, it is. Yeah, Manuel Miranda, which I know very little about, and I'm excited because... I know a lot of people think in the Heights, like the actual play, was amazing. So, and I love um, Hamilton. So, I'm well into watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go, my little musical corner. I love it. Talk to me on Twitter about musicals. I love musicals. Why uh, do you sound so everyone, sad though. about it? Because a lot of musicals are ultimately quite sad stories. So they make you <laughs> sad to think about how much you like them. What l- Les Miserables? Miserable. Um, oh, is that what that means? Todd? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you not know? No. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do love that. Something else. Um, but yeah, uh, what have you been watching then? If you haven't been watching lots of trailers and clips from West Side Story, I've been watching a great deal of Invincible, which we Ooh. talked about a little while back, and I hadn't watched any of. And you got me, you got me jazzed for it. Uh, I haven't finished it. I think it, the first series came to an end today, and they immediately renewed it for two more series. Um, mm-hmm. It's really fun. Like, I don't think it's amazing and i think i do still think it's absolutely bizarre that the same studio makes invincible and the boys because they are one and the same um (laughs) in like the way they satirize a lot of stuff but one thing i really like about it and i think it does better than a lot of shows is the way it it manages to have monster of the week episodes like self-contained cartoon style like there's a bad guy and by the end of the episode that bad guy is going to be done 
but it has like a really good compelling arc to the whole thing that's set up in the first episode and you get little clues at every single episode after that um and i feel like i know where it's going but in a really satisfying way that i'm i feel like i'm kind of piecing it together um and just like fun fun superhero designs and like just they get away from the just using the stuff you already know and giving them a different name and like slowly build some people where you're like oh these characters are very very strange um with like good twists like there's a a fairly major character called monster girl who is essentially the hulk except it's a curse and every time she turns into the monster she gets a week younger so she's like a 14-year-old girl who's actually 20-something and is really depressed about that fact. Uh, it's really cool. Like, there's some there's some strange ideas in there. It's good fun. I think it's well worth watching. Like, if you're after that kind of gory... Like, it's got that same appeal as Castlevania as well, where it's sort of, like, adult but not gritty. It's just sort of mm-hmm. fun gross. <laughs> Again, yeah. Mortal Kombat style. So after saying I enjoyed the first episode, I have not watched any episodes since, so I do need to catch up on it. So I was I was enjoying it. I just need to I need to get on that because I've been just I've been knee deep in my Mad Men rewatch. I'm already halfway through season six, and I only started like two weeks ago. So honestly, I it's think it's too easy to watch. I think the Invincible. I think the first episode is easily its weakest as well because it does that. <laughs> it does that thing where it spends like three quarters of the episode kind of pretending to be a different show. Um, mm-hmm. and this isn't a spoiler because that's the whole point um, but it, it's like it's very restrained for the whole start of it until it gets to a moment uh, yeah. yeah, that first episode is almost you could almost have had it as a Saturday morning Spider-Man cartoon yeah. and it's only those last five minutes where essentially the like the glasses come off and yeah. then everything goes to shit from there yeah and, and then, like i love the two episodes that came after it but i just i don't use prime a lot so i sometimes forget it exists so i mm. need it in front of my eyes so i will go back to it put it in front of my eyes <laughs> um yeah but it's good i like it it's good stuff enjoy yourselves have, have a nice time oh, with it thank Invincible. you oh do you know what i want to have a nice time with though the endless search inside it's a uk IGN crew yeah. yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold up the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt, you've oh. uh, you've come to quiz our brains, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I'm wish we'd back. Called, sorry, I wish we'd called this section "quiz our brains" because <laughs> I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, if someone wants to write us a Garrett remix, quiz our brains. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm bringing back a format. Apparently, with a lot of people that like Chain Brain. Oh. Now, I don't get to see the uh, the feedback inbox. I'm not part of it. So anything you send that's addressed to me, I'm never going to see it. You make it sound it. like we've banned you from it. It's just <laughs> one of us forgetting always to email whoever it is adds people to mailing lists. It's all right. Oh. I like the surprise. So, but I hear that people liked Chain Brain, thought that was a good surprise. So I'm bringing it back. Now, if anybody doesn't know what Chain Brain is, if you didn't tune in last week, so it's, it's a format that Joe invented. They sort of stole. They sort of rejigged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's invented. It's a bit like, is very, very kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a Creator bit like of Chain Brain. <laughs> a bit like classic. Go on, name them. There's a category. 
but there's not a list. They've just got to keep going, keep chaining together till someone breaks the chain, can't Fails. think of something in the category. So, I'm going to start off with a classic. Xbox 360 exclusives. Oh, for God's sake, I never owned an Xbox 360. One of the biggest consoles on the planet at one time. I know, but I just didn't... I was young, mm-hmm. didn't have a job, didn't have money. What I'm going to do is... Because we're not, you know, sort of like in, in, in series and in franchises, you can yeah. have, if a game had a sequel, you can have the sequel. I don't mind. I'm not going to be too fussy. There won't be that many of them. Right. Wait so, a second. Give me the category again. We, Xbox 360 Xbox exclusive. Xbox 360 exclusive. Okay. My brain just went Xbox original for for ages and I suddenly went, no, I don't think that's the words I heard. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be And really... we say, and we follow in the rules of like one in a series. No, no. So, no, so, so if as many as I. yeah, if you, if there's a game and it had four sequels, you can give me all four of those. Really? I don't mind because there won't be that many in total. Will there? It's not like okay. I bet there's tons of these and I can't remember any of them. So um, going to be fun. So I've currently got the Wikipedia page open for it, which is how I'm going to judge it. Uh, there's quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, who's going first? Joe. We'll start with you. Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah, that's one. Gears of War 2. Yeah, that's one. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> These are the ones we're hitting up first. Yeah. Um, it's not on here. Wait, wait, Was Banjo-Kazooie... Oh, Flapjack Squad is crumbling. <laughs> Kazooie Nuts Upper and Bolts. Flapjack. <laughs> Melting in the sun. <laughs> It's just a bad list. It was on the 360. It was only ah, on the 360. So there we yeah. go. Papa <laughs> Flapjack back in the game. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Gears of War 3. Yeah, yeah, you can have Gears of War 3. I'm going to go Gears of War Judgment. Yep, you can oh, have no, Judgment. You've stolen one of the only other ones I had. <laughs> Forza Is- Horizon 1. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a 361. Uh, Now I'm confusing myself. I'm going to say Forza Forza Motorsport 2. Yep. Yeah. I think that was my first Forza game. Very good. I'm going to go Forza Motorsport 3. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I can't remember when Forza 1 came out, so I'm not going to say that. I'll leave that one to you if you like. Um, oh, my God. Oh, no. What other games existed? Uh, it's hard to think of. Did it come out on 360? No. Shit, shit, shit. Okay, I'm just going to say Forza 4, just in case. Uh, yeah, it did. Yes! <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Come on, Cardi. Like, am I being stupid? But which Halo was? Come on, I'm so bad with my my Halo. I'm gonna go Halo Four. Yeah, yeah, Halo 4 was... It is, it's, I'm so bad with knowing the timelines of Halo. It's bonkers very... how many, how long it's taken us to get to Halo on Xbox. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, Halo ODST. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's one. Oh, this is where I'm going to fail. 
Is Halo 3 a 360 one? It is indeed. Yeah. Halo Reach. Uh, yep. Busted. Busted. Does this... Oh, was that not till the Xbox One? Uh, I don't know if it would count either. What? I'm going to take the risk. I don't know if you count this as a game or not. Is the... What the fuck? <laughs> the Master Chief Collection, was that on 360 first? It was not. It? No, no you fucked it. One. There we go. I didn't know if it was right at the end of the 360 or not. My next no. one was going to be Fable the Journey. <laughs> so I was thinking Fable. I didn't know which Fables... Like all three came out before the 360, didn't they? No, Fable Two was 360, was and Fable, Fable Three 360. was yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that's um, me growing up as not yeah. F- Fable Two, a true child. Xbox yeah. 360 exclusive because it so wasn't. I'm on proud. PC. I got. I'm proud. I got that far on Xbox. All right then. Okay, but there I'm, we go. One. I should have done way better. I used to work for official Xbox magazine. <laughs> <laughs> one to Joe. Right, the next one does have limitations on it because you can only do one per series or if you want to use the marketing term franchise uh (laughs) ubisoft games let's go start with you games yeah i'm gonna go assassin's creed there we go (laughs) that locks out a big block of them doesn't it take this cardi steer (laughs) (laughs) got big with steel Well, I'm going to go with Child of Light. <laughs> go. oh. Rayman Origins. Oh, so we're Ooh. on the UBR engine, are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Watch Dogs. <laughs> um, what's that other one? Far Cry 2. Oh, yeah. bear in mind you're locking out the rest of the Far yeah. Cry oh, by yeah, doing yeah. that. Um, but yeah. When I say Rainbow Six Siege... Which mm-hmm. I will. Does that lock out every single Tom Clancy or every single Rainbow Six game? There we go. So now you've said it, so that's locked out Rainbow Six. You can still have okay. other games from the Clancy verse. Okay, cool. Split Cell Conviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Division. Yep. Uh what's the other one? Ghost Recon. Mm-hmm. Do the games have to have already do they have have to have come out already or can they be future releases? They've got to be out. I've got to be out. Okay, I just wanted, to, just wanted to confirm that. For Honor. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to go wild and mm-hmm. hit you with Agos, a game of space. The worst <laughs> name for a game I've ever heard. Agos, a game of space? It came out last year. <laughs> it's so it's not I've even on the Wikipedia list. Don't worry, mate. It's developed and published by Ubisoft. I've got it. It is indeed, yeah. There we go. Six out of ten on Steam, apparently. Um, right with that. Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Yep, you can have that. Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. Brawlhalla. I'm trying to get the PR email. That's Ooh. a winner. You said that too quickly. I've forgotten other games now. Um, <laughs> oh, Papa Roach. The crumbles. Papa Roach. <laughs> Approach. Oh god, is that an Ubisoft game? I'm going to say it. Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Ooh. So, hmm, this will be uh, (laughs) because I know they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, but they've definitely. If there was one made, I'll let you off. If there was one made, so I've got at least like three more up my sleeve, just to put the pressure on. Yeah, so it's you almost 
We'll take it because they've been doing it since 2003. So fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hyperscape. Yes. Nice. Very niche. Um. <laughs> oh, Beyond Good and Evil. Yep. Mm-hmm. For crew. Yes. Nice. The car PG. PG. Car PG. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. You enjoying yourself? Uh, Valiant Hearts. Oh. Yes. Yeah. World War World War One UBR engine. The incredibly sensitive game about World War One, where you do a fucking chase scene to the can can. <laughs> hated that game. Monopoly Plus. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I've got I one. Think- I think it is, isn't it? Monopoly Plus is a yeah. I think they do. Um, let me just check Monopoly. Where the fuck is Monopoly Plus? Here we go. Ooh, hold on. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research because it's not developed by Ubisoft, but is it published? It, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I just go. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zombie I mean, U. Yes. Yeah. Take that bastard. Mm. Oh god, am I gonna get the numbers right in this? Is the is is the big one. Anno yeah. <laughs> eighteen hundred. It is, yeah. Yes. So here's, here's, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Anno, you can basically just as long as the numbers come to nine, you're good. <laughs> What? Oh, is that how it so works? That, so, that, so you know how it's eighteen hundred, like eight and nine, mm-hmm. and then your zeros. Yeah, if the numbers come to nine, you've got an anno title. That's bizarre. Um, Ubisoft's Uno. You're a prick. They did, didn't they? That's yeah. what Ubisoft. Massive prick. Um. Mm. Yep. You can have it. Thank you. Hmm. Running out now. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so oh, why do they have to have come out already? That's, a, that's bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> it's just there's got to be a limit somewhere. I know, there is. Um, is it, oh, what if it's had a beta or early access period? No. <laughs> Full releases. God. Jesus Christ. Uh, come on, Cardi. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling now. Um... Let's go with there. W- mm. <laughs> oh, we already had one of those. Uh, it's it's crumbling in front of my Come eyes. On. I'll give you until the minute passes. But yeah, how long's that? I don't, I don't know. fucking know. I'm just looking at the clock. When that number changes, uh, you're out. Uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Oh, oh, it never came out. Um. <laughs> Uh, oh, Just Dance. Yes, he's in. Fuck. <laughs> he's in. Joe. Did the number not change? The number changed on mine. No, um, no it literally has just changed as I passed to you. Piss. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Oh, no. No, oh, fuck. Oh! Sorry. You've got enough what, about, what about sub-series... Within the brand name of other things. <laughs> Go on. I was going to say Ghost Recon Shadow Wars, which is that XCOM game on 3DS, as opposed to Ghost Recon, the Ghost Recon franchise. Oh, since it is not a first-person shooter, 
I'll go on then. Fine. Thank you. It's Julia uh, Gollop before X-Men came is. out. I'm yeah. going to heat, heat the pressure on with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, that is. Piss. It oh. is. That's a UB. That's so good. For anyone sat at home that fucking hates these games, I'll yeah, assure you, like, the next round is a lot shorter. It's weird, just too good. I'm not. It's full of oats. There's got to be so many old series they've given up on, and I'm getting really annoyed by it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably be really annoyed. All right. You're on the timer, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has Ubisoft ever made a game based on Ludo? <laughs> Ludo. <laughs> Ubisoft's Ludo. Ludo. No, there is oh, nothing shit. here that says we Ludo. Must have, we must have named pretty much every series they've done in the last right. 15 years. Fucking though. none of you said Atomaga. Christ, oh. going through all of these little oh, ones. Grow home and gone home. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Got to got to oh, look well. to those little projects in between, haven't you? I want. I'm sure, I'm sure they did Risk as well. I had that one oh. as a fifty-fifty chance. Mm. No, no Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh shit, Rabbids! That's, that's us. I always think of that as a Nintendo as well. No, oh, no well. Wheel of Fortune. Good no, lord! I'll take I'll take the point. Look, no all Starlink. I'm saying is I got a game of well. space. All right, <laughs> all right then. Uh, last one. Um, topical. Oh, I want. Cider. Um, roguelikes. Okay. So, let's include roguelites. Is this yeah, rogue like anything games? within that that genre. Okay. Like, if you do loops, and it's roughly based on uh, that game. Joe first, isn't it? Yeah. Joe. Oh, I nearly just immediately named a Metroidvania instead of a roguelike. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Risk of Rain. Uh, yes, that oh. is a roguelike. I will go with Hades. Yes, that is the one. Oh, what's our deal with um, repeated ones in this? There's not enough of them, are there? Like, give me a sequel. Risk Fine. of Rain 2. Yes. <laughs> uh, Returnal. Yeah. Yes. Um, why have I already run out? I've played some. Oh, Rogue Legacy. Yeah. FTL. Yeah. Uh, Star Renegades. Yeah. These are all... Th- those are two weird ones, aren't they? That's yeah. good. Good. Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, just putting it out there. Into the Breach. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spelunky. Ooh. That is. Yeah, yeah, Spelunky is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spelunky too. Yeah. You bastard. Slay the Spire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deck oh, building roguelike. Alright. Monster Train. <laughs> yeah, that. I've, I've oh, not yeah, actually played like Monster Train. Allowing, offense if, you're to slay, slay. if you're allowing Slay the Spire, you've got to That's a, absolutely train. a roguelike. Yeah. Yeah. I've not played Monster Train, but yeah, it's that, that's what it yeah, is, yeah. isn't it? I have. Um, Darkest Dungeon. Yes. Mm hmm. Oh, we haven't said Returnal yet. I did. What? When? <laughs> this is the first one you said, one. wasn't it? Oh, no, second one after Hades. Bollocks. Well, I'm fucked it then. See ya. There we go. 
Cardi, you're the winner. <laughs> Can't believe I did a Days Gone from Cardi last week. Papa wrote, what happened? <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> I have lost this stupid fucking game. Um, what's the next one? Oh, Good game, though. That. I think that was it. Was that yeah, it? Yeah, done. Oh, I thought we did five. Yeah, oh, well, you know, there was excited. a big one in the middle, wasn't it there? It was a big Didn't one. Didn't want it to go. Well, I think people can be happy with our performances, especially mine. Um, I'm very annoyed, but, yeah. but I feel like I should know more roguelikes. I had a couple... It's, I've not played it. Is The Binding of Isaac technically mm-hmm. a, is that a roguelike? Yeah. Anything's a I, fucking I think, roguelike yeah. these days. Game's gone. If you want it Game's to gone. <laughs> technically, yeah. You didn't uh, say Dead yeah. Cells, did you? He did. God, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. No one, no one listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, I uh, to. Do you know who we're going to listen to? Our lovely listeners. They've got some feedback for us. All right. This is from Ivan in St. Petersburg. Hello, gentlemen. If you don't mind, I have a couple of questions for you about comic books and video games. It seems to me that the comic books popu- that comic books popularity is on the rise. So why have there been practically no video games based on non-DC slash Marvel comics in recent years? I can remember only The Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead from almost 10 years ago. Both of those were great. R.I.P. Telltale. I mean, technically Telltale's still alive, but who knows what they're and up also- to. Technically, Wolf Among Us, I think, would be classed as DC because it's Vertigo imprint, I'm pretty Uh-oh. sure. Oh, so. the experts know. logged in. <laughs> Are there any comic books that you would like to be turned into video games? For me, the obvious one is Hellboy and the BRPD. I would also very much like to see games based on these comics. Saga, an RPG where you can create a character whose head is a TV, not to mention that Saga is practically Game of Thrones in space with magic and technology. And The Wicked and the Divine. Every 90 years, random people are turned into gods and they only have two years to live. Something could probably be done with this cycle. Thanks for the consistent entertainment and best of luck, Ivan. Uh, I can see uh, Mama Oates getting quite excited. Mama Oates got ideas brimming. (laughs) I mean, so Saga and The Wicked and the Divine, Ivan, are probably my two favourite comic books. So uh, I would love to see games based on that. Saga definitely has, I think, a a shitload of potential and... uh, Yes, you have you seen have you ever seen uh, Prince Robot from Saga? What I haven't he looks seen like? Prince Robot. No, he's uh, he's literally got the head of his his head is basically like you know the old Macintosh computers you used to get that mm-hmm. were like multicolored with a rounded back. That's just what oh, his head yeah. is. Uh, I mean, his dad is like a seventy-inch plasma TV. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very silly to me that there isn't like an amazing Devil May Cry clone of Spawn yet. Like. Mm-hmm. Come on, mm. I want to kill some horrible demons. There's, I suppose technically it's the Scott Pilgrim game, technically. Eh? Yeah, because that's, that's on the press, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind yeah. Of, so uh, having seen the Ratchet and Clank stuff to, uh, like yesterday, I'd love... There's a comic called Black Science, which is uh, an image comic like Saga and Wicked is. Um, and that basically starts out with uh, a bunch of scientists building kind of like this machine imagine like a giant bollard that moves up and down but every time it hits the ground it creates a a dimensional rift and channels Mm -hmm. through so like the idea of you having like an rpg kind of party of scientists where you can just activate that and it just tunnels through and and completely changes the level around you because there are some brilliant chase sequences in that comic where they're leaping through realms and like the whole idea of that comic is, is it breaks so it just changes the world around them at like random so that i think would be a really interesting kind of loop for a video game i, I know this some, like, oh, sorry uh, like do you remember the terror it was more to do with the film that terrible watchman game that came out mm-hmm. i don't remember that yeah. at all oh, awful xbox like, arcade <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. real bad terrible. brilliant um and 
joy if the moment's gone for it now. I'm surprised there was never a Sin City game. But, you yeah, know, yeah. probably time has gone for Sin City, I think. It would be so. horrible. And it would look like Mad World. Yeah. Um, mm. The I, This doesn't fit the brief, but it's just reminded me of it. I remember my mum taking me to a library once, and I was really bored, and I don't know what she was doing. I was just sitting there waiting in the library, <laughs> and I found a graphic novel on the shelves that was Batman versus Predator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've read that one. And it was... And, like, I think I was young enough that I hadn't really expected a comic book to have, like, graphic violence in it. But it has always stuck in my head. I'm like, I'd love to see a Batman versus Predator Arkham-style game where you're, like, hunting down this fucking terrifying entity. It'd be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, the other I do one. want the Wolf Among Us too. Though. Yeah, when is that? Mm. So in a similar vein to like a Wolf Among Us, have you, either of you read Chew or know what Chew is about? Oh, I've, I've, I know about Chew, but I, I've not mm-hmm. read it. So, so Chew is set in a world where um, certain people have the ability to relive the memories of things that they eat. Um, okay. So, so basically, the main guy in it. Um, can oh, he he's only a vegetarian but even eating like an orange he gets to relive like the orange on a tree and being picked and smashed into a pulp and stuff like that um but obviously as part of his policing job he eats bits of corpse to learn kind of like what they were doing in their previous life and how they got murdered so the idea of kind of like a wolf among us almost mixed with la noir where part of the deal is cooking mama. Bits of people oh a horrible <laughs> chew cooking mama i think it strikes me as a sort of disco elysium type game you get salmon mm. mm-hmm. chew yeah there we go good stuff uh i is it me next i mm-hmm. have got a piece of feedback here from jack Searle, who says hi ign uk crew uh please now refer to us as the flapjack squad i can't remember what we wanted to be called yeah don't do that it's a waste of everyone's time. I don't know why I even started it. Um, I've been a listener for many years, but first time writing in. I've recently been experiencing a strange and as yet undiagnosed neurological issue, which has significantly affected the coordination of my left hand. It's been going on about six weeks or so, and has hampered my ability to play games effectively. My time had been taken up mostly by Football Manager, but over the past week I've been playing Disco Elysium Final Cut on PS5. This has been a great experience, so I've been able to effectively play one-handed. Are there any other games you would recommend that can be similarly played one-handed on console? My laptop can just about manage Football Manager, but not much else, so console is my preferred method. Hopefully the NHS will sort me out neurologically soon, but feel this may help others too. Respect the C. Jack Sell. First of all, do hope you get the feeling in your hand back. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah. Uh, is that it from you? I've lost connection. <laughs> You're fine. We can no, hear we're you. Still, we can hear really? You. I can't yeah. see you or hear you. Oh, I can, I can see you here now. Anyway, have we got some one-handed <laughs> games for Jack? I've got... You did mention console only, but I do want to briefly mention a great one-handed game would, that I've been playing indeed, one-handed, that Joe mentioned a couple of weeks ago, is Door from Antic. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't take a lot of power to run on a laptop, so I think it should be able to run it. If it can run Fort Manager, it could run that. Um it's a lovely relaxing game to play a good podcast game um i was thinking about playstation games to play one-handed a couple that sprang to mind peggle basically you can play peggle one-handed get peggle 2 download to try and get that platinum you basically want games that don't require any sort of quick reflexes movement or like pressure so i was thinking turn-based stuff is good yeah i was thinking like that you could do persona yeah i was thinking like divinity uh 
like obviously that stops and lets you carry on with stuff so that kind of works mm-hmm. yeah i think ideally you'd want something that doesn't have like a moving camera but i suppose like divinity has not enough there's not any pressure there that means that you can't swap from exactly, one stick yeah. to the other well th- and that seems to be what like that's how you'd play disco elysium final cut right because that uses both sticks but you can just kind of do them at yeah. your leisure mm-hmm. um mm. i can't i'm trying to think of, i know that um uh, i think all of us technically have this as a mutual friend but uh, jen simpkins who used to be editor of head she once broke her hand and managed to learn how to play overwatch with one hand so that's sorry. absolutely ludicrous <laughs> It can be done if you really, really want to. But I know that kind of like some Switch games are designed to be played with one hand. Like I know some of the Pokemon games can be mapped to one Joy-Con mm-hmm. so you can just hold it in like your left or right. But I don't know if you have a Switch, so that might not be useful at all. Actually, um, uh... the Telltale games probably work. Like not mm-hmm. many of those have two-handed... Like maybe some of the chase sequences where you have to like press left or press triangle yeah. like you'd have to be moving across your controller a bit faster than usual but i think those like more narrative experiences could definitely work i think a game like super hot could be played with one hand because you're only moving like one bit at a time so maybe you could oh, i think that's a bizarre shout <laughs> so... it's, it's still got <laughs> fps controls right at the end of the day so you were like trying to get that yeah, but fine... you could Cause just uh, maybe I'm misremembering Superhot. When you rotate with the right stick, the camera does that move time? Uh, I think no, any it's movement. A, it's oh, only it? the left stick that moves time right. in Superhot. But okay, yeah. But still, also, I just want to point out my perennial problem with Superhot's marketing, which is time does move when you're not moving. It's just moves slower. It fucking annoys yeah, it me so very much because you can still be slowly. killed. Ah, yeah, liars. <laughs> um, oh, we mentioned it earlier. Slay the Spire also would be an amazing mm. one. Or maybe yeah. like Loop Hero, because that, that wouldn't require a lot of PC, would it? Mm-hmm. Like that would work Absolutely, on a laptop. Absolutely, yeah. Any sort of games like that, basically, yeah, you want ones that don't, basically turn based or casual sort of games. Now, I've been playing, because uh, I was, I just need something really casual to play. I'm on PC, playing a game called Hidden Through Time on Steam. I don't know if either of you have heard this. It's basically Where's Wally. It's just <laughs> a big old, like a few hours of Where's Wally puzzles that all animate and you can. Like you go through time. I'm currently in a prehistoric one. You just it gives you like eight things to find, and some of them are very hard to find. But it's just quite relaxing to just do some good like Where's Wally style things, like find this tiny little bird on this massive map. It's quite nice. Nice. Uh, it was only like three pounds, and I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna do something like that while listening to some podcasts. Also, so. if you've got a phone, just play Hole Down. God damn. Yeah. Oh, also, actually, a good one: the Sorcery series. That can all. That's a phone game that can all be played on one hand, and that's a like brilliant inkle game. Um, mm-hmm. And oh yeah, just sorcery is the best. Get involved. Mm-hmm. Eighty days as well would be a good one. Yeah, although do you have to play that sideways? Is that a landscape game? Because that's the problem. On mm. doing it one-handed on a landscape game is really annoying. But it might not be on phone. True. Actually, I haven't played it on phone for a long time. No, I played it on Switch, which definitely was landscape. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it is, some of those help It out. is sideways, I think, so it might be more difficult. And I hope you'll be able to play games two-handed soon, Jack. Yeah! Oh. Uh, Matt. Right, got one here from Eric Enrique, which is like a great bit of alliteration on that name. That's a good name. Um, it's, this one came with a headline, which was, I was robbed by Superman. Is this hey the guys. new Suicide Squad game? <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is my first time writing in and I'm so excited to reach out. I love the podcast so much. 
I love the recent discussion of the Snyder Cut of video games and wanted to write in with something like Commander Keen, but you threw out a question that immediately made me pull over to the side of the highway and write an email. Just kidding. I waited until I got home. Have you ever felt robbed by the industry? I know that the question was for games that got axed, but this was just another excuse to reignite my blood feud with the Nintendo 64 game Superman 64. Back when I was a kid, we didn't have many games, and my parents let me choose a game on some rare special occasion, and I chose Superman 64. Oh, dear. You may think that this is where the... You may think you know where the story is going, but you're wrong. Mm. I loved that sea-damned game. (laughs) Sea Dan suggests that you maybe don't respect the sea, which I'm slightly confused about. But Interesting, yeah. You want to, you pretty much want to respect the sea. You, you can respect and it. fear something, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, but do you want to damn it? Like, what if it hurt you? <laughs> do you want the sea to hear you damn it? I mean, you tend to damn rivers, not oceans, don't you? Shut up. Carry on, Matt. Right. Yeah. You could fly through rings just like Superman does. Anyway, I played through the game over a very long time. I wasn't very good, and I remember it being particularly difficult. And on one of the final, on one of the final missions, I flew through the last ring, and nothing happened. The time had just run out, and the ring never responded to anything. I played the mission over and over, like my own personal Groundhog Day nightmare scenario. The original row, like, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, no, I think Rogue Rogue would actually predate this, would Actually, yeah, quite. Yeah, but quite Rogue a wasn't a roguelike. We have to no, remember that. True. <laughs> yeah, that true. was just Rogue. <laughs> That's why I didn't bring it up in the last round. Because <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't have accepted <laughs> it yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, cartridges were blown, prayer rituals were done. I came back to it periodically for months and even started the game over, only for the game to refuse to progress at the same point. I didn't even know how to use the internet back then. Uh, to find out what was supposed to happen. After all that time, I just began thinking to myself, what if that's supposed to be the end of the game? Lex Luthor, you cunning bastard, you finally did it. <laughs> Superman robbed me of my childhood dreams by never clearing that last ring. Anyway, I have a question. I've been thinking lately that I'm not into lengthy dialogue cutscenes anymore. Uh, it's the only thing that really started to wear me down in Persona 5. Besides cutscenes, what are some of your favourite ways to get story out of a game? Do you think games could somehow skip the cutscene format entirely and still deliver a narrative-focused story? Thanks, and love you all. Eric from Texas. Who doesn't I respect think they, the sea? I think <laughs> they can. I do think cutscenes can be great, though, if you look at something like God of War, which yep. basically seem, it doesn't cut once, it seamlessly goes in and out of... Mm-hmm. like you. And never once did I want to skip one of those cutscenes either. They're, uh, they're, they're not cutscenes, they're just scenes. Um, they're, yeah, they're part of the game. I, like, I think something like... Um, oxen free gives you a really good way of like delivering dialogue in a way that stays interactive but also controlled and like yeah it all happens when it's meant to you don't get any of like the oddness of it appearing in the wrong place when you're like even in i kind of noticed this even in that ratchet and clank demo um yesterday at the state of play like there's a moment where he walks up to some characters starts having a conversation then he runs off and that dialogue carries on which you know yeah. Who really cares? But it kind of stuck out to me as like, oh, it would be cool if there was a way that it could deal with those things. And Oxenfree is a way of dealing with that. You kind of build you build your mechanics into the narrative and you're choosing stuff on the fly while the game carries on. It's a, it's a mm. really smart way of doing that yeah. stuff. I, I think that that conversation uh, style, I think, is the best mechanic. I think out of any conversation I've used in games, and partly it's because like, you may may notice if you listen to this podcast that sometimes I'm slightly quieter and it's because that's just my way of conversation but you never get that opportunity in games but Oxenfree allows you just to not say anything 
and the conversation will still carry on. It's not like you are the central focus. Mm. If you don't say anything, the other characters keep talking until you find a point, and then you can interrupt, which I think is very, very good. I think my gold standard for this is Half-Life, because Half-Life has no cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and... I was going to bring up Portal, like the same thing. Like, yeah. Story happens while you play. Yeah, and I think like Valve's approach to that works incredibly well for Half-Life Alex because obviously it's you know an accumulation of all of their time but also being in VR like some VR games do have cutscenes which just feel fucking strange especially when they put like the black cinematic bars top and center oh, yeah. at the bottom it's like what are you doing like that's not VR but in the whole idea of Half-Life is is just characters talk to you and you're part of that world and yes it's a cutscene in inverted commas but you're still moving around you're still kind of like have the agency but when you're actually in the room with someone it stops feeling like the game stopped to have a conversation with you you just happen to be in the room with that person who's having a chat and mm. like half-life alex doesn't do that that often because obviously it's a game where most of you're on your own but at the start of the game when you're speaking to russell who um is fuck what's the guy from flight of the concords called that's in um half-life main Brett no the other one i the, don't know um, Yes, Reese Darby, yeah. The other one. Yeah. But when you're in his lab, it's like you can just be walking around and like opening his fridge and checking out kind of what's all around his table and you still feel like you're part of the narrative, but you have agency in that conversation, even though you don't say anything to him, but what you're doing is is obviously your own agency. So I think it's just, like as you say, I think there's a huge, a great cutscene is great and they, they can be great for setting up story and for explaining kind of like where you are. But yeah, I think just learning that just let a player be in the game like you can still deliver that while they have some agency one thing that cyberpunk did really well is Mm -hmm. immerse you in that world and never take you out of that first person view and like there were no cutscenes. you walked in spoke to someone you could walk away from that conversation at any point and then just be like oh you're going it's like like yeah that game has flaws but like it does that brilliantly yeah, it's that step up from like you can see like the conversations are very similar to the conversations you had in The Witcher, but just that you sitting down and that rather than the camera zooming in on that person, that person would lean in to talk to you. Mm. Like those bits help you make it feel like I'm the person rather than I've switched to a camera in a cinematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Some uh, cool stuff there. Well, let us know if your favourite ways that stories have been told to you in games at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com uh, Did you just get really sleepy at the stories? end of this? Did you just get really sleepy I at the end I didn't have much sleep. I stayed, it was the first round of the NFL draft last night so I was up quite late. Uh, <laughs> not much sleep. Uh, happy with the two Jets picks so I think we did well. Nice little trade up as well in the first to uh, get Vera Tucker the uh, probably the best guard in the draft by all measures so uh, i know you everyone cares about that uh see what happens with the other six rounds over the next two days um but there there we go uh flapjacks tell us about flapjacks any flapjack stories um ign underscore you give feedback at ign.com whenever i think of flapjacks i always think of the alan partridge um line of like woke up my uh pillow was like a flapjack um so more around alan partridge is back tonight i know series of this time alan partridge so everyone will enjoy i'm sure unless you hate alan partridge and you will not enjoy <laughs> uh what music should we have what have we got uh oh it's got to be mortal kombat isn't it yeah is it mortal kombat <laughs> yeah. or is it the mortal kombat kid 
we've already done the Mortal Kombat have we? kid. I feel like like three, two or three, like a few uh, weeks ago. They've got the new. They've got the new version. Stick that on. Yep. Let's get it on. Uh, lovely. Have a lovely weekend. Okay. Bye. <laughs>